This is episode seven of the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast, where we're sharing the voices of leaders who are supporting the shift into a new way of connecting with ourselves and others so that you can experience your deepest pleasure and all of your aliveness. I'm your host, Lauren Renee, and today my guest is Lillian Love. She is a feminine empowerment coach, writer, speaker, and leader. She amplifies women's process of reclaiming their sovereignty in all capacities, sexually, emotionally, financially, creatively, and relationally. Her gift for somatic cellular healing guides people on an individual and collective level to get out of their heads and into their bodies where their peace, pleasure, power, purpose, and prosperity live. This work has literally saved Lillian's life. Discovering Tantra, yoga, somatic energy work, shamanic, ancestral, and inner child healing on her own path has supported her to overcome sexual trauma, complex PTSD, toxic anger, addiction, and codependency, a gift that she could not help but then want to share with the world. Lillian transmits her knowledge from a place of deep compassion and empathy. She stands for honoring our great mother earth and restoring, healing and evolving the equilibrium of feminine and masculine dynamics within and between all human beings. So in today's episode, Lillian and I are going to be delving deep into her recently released holy erotica docu-therapy film, Cosmic Touch, which is available online. And what we're really going to be delving into is the healing power of female self-pleasure and we'll be going into how this therapy really assisted Lily in her processes and how we can reconnect sexuality with divinity itself and really find this connection to all of life and this high power within us all. So as you can imagine, this whole topic and this amazing woman, it just excites me so much to be able to share this work. It is so aligned with everything that we stand for in the new paradigm. And this film is just such an incredible transmission. So let's jump straight into the chat so you can learn more about the background and just what this film is really here to create and how we can really receive this in a way that is beneficial to our own journeys. So welcome, beautiful Lillian Love, to the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. this is just, thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> it's just such a special moment to have you on as a guest because, uh, like, we've just the journey that you and I have been on together uh, has mm. been incredible, and I just want to honor you as the mentor and the woman that really was the first person to introduce me to this path of self-pleasure and Mm. sexuality from this this positioning of innocence Mm. around sexuality Mm. and so for me this is just such a beautiful moment to have you on this podcast where we're really what we're wanting to do is create the same cultural change for everyone else around the world so 
Oh, just want to sit with that before we jump in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it feels like a, a full circle, right? It was um, about a year ago, last mm. January 2019, where you came to one of my retreats. And just to witness you in 2019 to now to 2020, just absolutely blossom and unfold and deepen into your 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 truth and your expression of that truth your embodiment of of your truth and your sexuality in a really beautiful way is just um honored to have witnessed you and to be here now being interviewed by you is just yeah. gorgeous <laughs> yeah it is i absolutely love it and i've just yeah felt so supported by you throughout all of this journey and yeah I'll, I'll never forget that moment when you were facilitating last year and I had this clear vision where I saw myself as you like in this place mm. of leadership around sexuality and I'd never thought about that before and now here we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we've got so much to dive into today like oh everything is just so beautifully aligned for this conversation but before we go there, let's talk about when was your last self-pleasure practice and what did that look like for you? Mm. <sighs> so that was um, this week, earlier this week. And uh, so right now I'm living, <laughs> I'm living in a tent right now, camping on the island of Kauai on a friend's land to really just like slow down and come back to my own heart and do some grieving and get my hands in the dirt. And so I can self-pleasure in this tent. It's beautiful. I have an altar set up and everything. <laughs> but this one, this one day I, uh, I asked my friend who has this property if I can use their room and they have a little cabin that I'm actually sitting in right now. And it's just, there's bright windows all around and the air is moving through. And so I came into this, this room and my friend asked me, it's, it's a guy, and he asked me if I would, um, if I was going to self-pleasure in his room, would I radiate that kind of orgasmic feminine shakti energy creative energy out into his room not because he wanted to um, kind of use uh, take my my energy or or sexualize or objectify me in any way but because he knows the power of sexual energy being a creative life force energy and so I felt into that and I was like, yeah, that feels good. That feels like a gift I can, I can leave um, in your space. And so that was the last uh, time that I really, I self-pleasured earlier this week in a real beautiful ritual way where, you know, it really starts with just feather light touch and tender caresses over my body, um, over my, my belly and my arms and my face going so slow and breathing really deeply into that. And, and sometimes when I'm in a self-pleasure pra practice, it never leads to me even touching my yoni or um, 
or not even orgasming if I, if I don't choose, but just really cultivating the waves of pleasure and self-connection and breathing that through my body and bringing to mind uh, something that I, I'm wanting to give energy to, whether it's my heart as it's grieving or um, a, a new project that I'm creating or something that I'm, I'm calling in or some kind of aspect of myself that I'm deepening into embodying. And so that was um, this last practice, what came through very strongly and has been coming through strongly for me for the last few months actually was a deep connection with um, divine masculine, with Shiva energy, um, with God. And I know that we can, we can, a lot of us have a, maybe a reaction and a resistance to even that word God, you know, but we're living in this culture now where we can, most of us women, at least, <laughs> we love to use the word goddess and we can own that and claim that and bow down to that and worship the goddess in ourselves and in each other, in nature. Um, but there's been this disconnect with God. And so I've been repairing that relationship and to be in my male friend's room and have kind of this divine masculine aspect come through in my self pleasure and feel like I'm making love to my own inner um, masculine mm. was just so healing um, mm. and beautiful and Ah, touches on, yeah, tender parts of me. So that was the last time. <laughs> so beautiful. And I love, yeah, that you brought in this, this theme of connecting with the inner man through self-pleasure because we, you know, we have a whole uh, practice around this in, in the course with the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy. And I know mm. for me and a lot of the other women, that was one of the most profound practices to actually look at what does our inner man look like and how can like yeah mm -hmm. we allow him to to fuck us when we're in our self-pleasure mm -hmm. practice and almost that idea in itself is like even more vulnerable for us to surrender to than you know being with our soft feminine is beautiful but mm -hmm. when we can actually like yeah fall into this this yeah like you said god-like power that is greater than us but also a part of us there's something mm -hmm. so big and healing about that yeah, it's to truly allow ourselves to be penetrated mm. by by that energy and to fully be able to receive and open and surrender and be taken, right? Be mm -hmm. taken by, yeah, by the, the power and the presence and the penetration of, of that masculine principle. Mm. And it's, and it's to remember like... that... Go ahead. Yeah. It's like we, um, it's, it's moving away from the, the, I don't, I don't need a man, but more mm -hmm. so like, I, I need, I need the man, but I am the man. Yes, exactly. My own masculine is my own protector, my own provider. And also I give myself permission to need that even outside of myself in my relationships with men that I can actually I can, I, my own inner masculine is, is so present and erected and holding, holding me, holding my feminine that I can 
it's actually safe to then trust and open and receive and be penetrated and um, held by by the outer masculine also yeah, yeah that was a huge piece that came through in that self-pleasure practice in particular was really felt the divine masculine saying to me i i want to give you everything that you need and everything that you desire like i want to actually give it to you will you receive it will you receive this gift of my penetration my giving mm. yeah it was it was powerful mm. yeah it, it makes me feel like remember uh in my practices when i felt this real heaviness or tenderness or pain around my heart and so i feel that that inner masculine come in and he's just like i've got you you know we've got the solution we're going to get through this because i know for me like i can get so connected and you know as, as a lot of women can quite lost in my emotional body so when i connect with that part of myself it's like oh actually there is there is this part of me that that knows how to get through it and that is there for me yeah. and yeah 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 so amazing so i'm i'm really yeah um it's a beautiful message for the listeners to receive as well that are uh dropping into their own practices to really not forget about that inner man mm -hmm. mm. <sighs> so we are going to be talking all about your incredibly powerful film that is being released or mm. it may already be released when this podcast uh is out so that's super mm. exciting uh, called Cosmic Touch. Uh, so before we talk a bit more about this film that I know is just, it already has and, and will continue to bring so much healing to the world and awareness around the power of self-pleasure, uh, I'd love for you to just share a bit about your journey and how it led to, to working in this space of sexuality and the message that you really love to bring through around this topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... To take it back a, a little bit, I I kind of came into this self-healing journey and a journey around reclaiming my sexuality as a woman, um, my right to pleasure, um, releasing all of the, the, the hooks and things around kind of where the patriarchy has uh, objectified and kind of owned the feminine sexuality, which is really our creative power, uh, the ability to create life itself. Um, that all began coming from a place of disempowerment where I uh, realized that I had complex PTSD. I had a lot of unprocessed kind of childhood developmental trauma and other kind of traumas that had happened in my teens and my my 20s and that if I didn't do something and really go in to these places that I was uh, running from and dispersing outward through anger and blame on others if I didn't fully go into these places and be able to hold them and alchemize them and get the gifts from that pain then i was i was pretty fast headed on a a very destructive path and um 
So I made that choice to, to look within, to look in the mirror and to be with all of these parts of me. And on that journey of self-healing, then it was kind of a natural um, calling from within me and outside of me to start to share this medicine with others. My, my girlfriends, you know, women all around me and men too were asking me for support with the same and similar things that I had been struggling with um, and they had seen me transform my, my life from the inside out. And I think for a little while, I definitely was running from that calling because I still was kind of working out the voice within me that believed that I didn't really have anything of value, value to share or to say, or what I had to share or say wouldn't really make a difference. And, you know, I got a clear message from that inner guidance that speaks clearly when we can really slow down and, and listen. Mm. And it said, it's not about you. You know, you have this medicine. It, it saved my life. Mm. And so now share the gift. And so I stepped into doing that, this work with me, women pri primarily, and also some couples and, um, Occasionally, a man will come into my, my fields who I feel it's like a very clear um, space to work with them. But primarily, my work has been with women and healing that um, kind of separation of the inner masculine in us as women, as mm -hmm. we talked about, touched on. And so along this path, um, well, before that, I was actually a filmmaker and an actress. So I had produced documentaries. Um, I was writing and, and producing my own short films. Um, and I was an actress. And so that was part of my background that I kind of slowly just like let fall away as I stepped into this work as kind of a coach um, facilitator. And I was in a self-pleasure practice one day. Um, I think it was 2017 now. Um, yeah. And I had this whole vision while I was in this ritual with myself of it being filmed. And women all around the world watching this film and having another seeing another woman in this ritual of self-pleasure to connect deeper to parts of her that maybe she had buried and to alchemize pain into uh, power and to really go deep into intimacy with the self um, for women to be able to see another woman do that and have that mirror reflected to them that like, Oh, wow, I can do this. Like, wow, that, that, 
that's what's possible in self-pleasure. That's what's possible in sex. That's what's possible with if I were to create a container and be very intentional with every touch with myself. Wow, there's a power here that maybe I wasn't aware of or that I've been out of touch with or there's been a lot of shame around for me um, or numbness in my body. So I, I had this vision of other women watching this film of me in a self-pleasure ritual. And about a week later, I had a, a filmmaker reach out to me who had created another kind of what he calls holy erotica film. And he had done this to also confront and heal his shame and his fear around sex and sexuality and female sexuality in particular really scared him. Um, he was a former Baptist minister and he had been preaching for years about, um, about purity, about don't get, you know, don't have sex before you get married. If you do there, you know, it's, it's a sin. There's hell on the other side of that. And meanwhile, he, was in a, a traumatic sexless relationship. And, and so filmmaking this holy erotica was part of his healing. And he contacted me and said he'd been following my work for a while and maybe we could create something together. So <laughs> I had, you know, these synchronicities come mm. um, when, we're, when we're doing this kind of work because we're slowing down enough to really get present to all of the parts of us that are speaking to us all the time. So it took about another six months for me to say, because he asked me when we met, he said, so I told him the, the idea, the transmission that had come through me of the film, the vision. And he said, well, would, would you want to be the woman in the film? And I was like, well, I mean, that was what I saw, but <laughs> I had all of this kind of judgment and fear around it. And I think it took me about another six months to finally get to a place where I was like, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm going to do that. This is part of my work. This is part of my dharma. Um, and then it took us probably another nine months for us to come back together because I was in Bali and he was in California and we finally came back together and we, we uh, yeah, set the space and <laughs> set, set our intentions and um, really like let go of, of the steering wheel and went along for the ride. It's like, okay, we've never done this before. This is really vulnerable and scary and who knows what's going to happen. And what came through was just so powerful. Um, and we've spent about another year of kind of sharing the film Cosmic Touch with audiences around the world in smaller screenings, kind of living room sessions and some women's festivals and women's retreats that we felt like I felt safe to share it with the, with people that I knew who could receive 
this film and receive the kind of the transmission and the medicine through it. And uh, yeah, we both got to this place in January and I, I said to him, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to share it with the rest of the world. And um, so we're sharing it. It's going to be live uh, at cosmictouchfilm.com on February 14th. And so anybody can go to the, to the website and just pop your email in and you will get access to the film. Mm. Ah, I just get tingling sensations all through my body when I hear you share this story and talk about this film because I just feel like just the divinity of it and like it's just incredible the filmmaker's story as well because it's like mm-hmm. it's um it's so insane I guess that the church condemns sex so much but sex is God and mm-hmm. it is holy and it is healing and even the way that this message has come come to you is holy mm-hmm. in itself mm. <sighs> yeah and that was really the the healing that happened in the moment of what we captured on film mm. um i was you know as i started to caress my skin I was aware that there were two cameras filming me, two of my close friends filming me and, you know, had to continually like surrender that, that I was being witnessed Mm. and stay so present with myself and the experience. Um, Remind myself that I had choice, you know, that I wasn't, um, you know, we could film this and we could choose to never show it to the world, to anybody, right? So I had choice. And in that, remembering that I had choice, then I could really surrender to to whatever was supposed to kind of move through. And it was the the act of actually being witnessed that kind of brought up this what felt as personal but also very collective um healing where we have been silenced and shamed and separated from the divinity within Mm. and from and our sexuality was like the place that whatever we want to call it, patriarchy, the church, wherever that started, was was like, oh yeah, if we if we separate, if we shame sexuality, if we shame and separate that from people and women in particular hold this because we have wombs and can actually create life, then then we would have um, control because people will forget that they actually hold the power to create life itself within them and they will forget how it's impossible actually for us to be separated from divinity and from creation source 
and from um, love and that our humanity is actually not something separate from any of that. It is completely interwoven. Our spirit and our sex is completely interwoven. I mean, when you really think about the act of, of lovemaking and conceiving a child, a soul, a literal <laughs> soul or cell, whatever you want to kind of think of it as a spark of consciousness, when that conception happens and that sperm physically connects with, with the ovaries and with an egg, a, an actual spark of consciousness descends into a woman's womb and life starts to grow. And then somehow through a miracle that, that spark of consciousness becomes a human being and then is birthed out through her canal, like pushed out through like this from the dark void mm. of nothing into life, into the earth, into form, physical being. So it's like, of course, it's so connected. It, it's impossible to separate the two. And so, yeah, what came through really was that healing of like, wow, we have been so shamed around this and, you know, really fed like, well, it's okay to have sex if you're going to procreate, right? Mm -hmm. But you're going to do it just for pleasure or you're going to do it, you know, even as an act to connect with the divine within you and another person and with God, you know, we've been told that's, that's not okay. That's wrong. That's sinful. That's even evil. So that, that programming is so deep inside of us, even those of us that weren't brought up Christian or Catholic or, you know, through that kind of indoctrination, it's, it's been infiltrated so deep into our culture that we don't even see it most of the time. Mm. So subtle. And so, wow. To actually reclaim like pleasure as medicine and, and sexuality as this kind of sacred container that we connect deeper with the divine within ourselves and with another, if we choose. Mm. Mm. <sighs> yeah. And this is the thing that there's so much, like you said, so much collective shame from so many places. Mm-hmm. So the power of being able to put out new material that brings through the divinity that brings through the consciousness and connection is so important mm-hmm. to create these new narratives and what, what came through for me when you were really sharing around that and even given your background being in acting and directing is like this was so vulnerable for you and such a big process to feel comfortable with you know showing up and doing the film and then actually releasing it to people and now having Mm -hmm. it out available to the world yet in pornography 
mm-hmm. the actors just show up and they just do it and it's it's all just performed as and the reason being is because that is so disconnected it is playing a role it's performing and what you've created is actually showing up in all of yourself yeah you know the first screening that we had for cosmic touch it was at the end of my former partner's men's retreat (laughs) and i made this for women like the intention was for women Mm. and i thought you know yeah i'm sure some men would get something from it but this is for women and my my former partner suggested we show the film at the end of his men's retreat where um women by that time had come and kind of joined for this kind of um intimate final evening and i said to him when he suggested that i was like that is a terrible idea (laughs) well i'm not going to share this film at a men's retreat (laughs) and um and then as the the evening unfolded i felt really safe and i was like yeah okay i want to share this with these men and these women and sitting in this room this living room watching the film afterwards there was a discussion um this film brings up a lot for people and women shared and men shared and one of the men i remember said was crying and he said I feel like my whole life I've been robbed of, you know, through pornography, I've been like sold and given like this thing and this version of female sexuality and what sex is in general that I've been told like, that's what I should want. But this is what I want. I want real I want intimate, I want heart, I want tenderness, I want vulnerability in my sex. So I am grateful for the men that can receive that and that we could together as a culture, this is really what I hope the film can do for for many of us, that we can together as a culture really rewrite all of the kind of the stories and the beliefs and the programming that we've received around what sex sex is, what pleasure is, what self-pleasure and um, intimacy really is Mm. that in all of its flavors, you know, that it's really a, a safe space for the really tender parts of us to to be touched and to be seen and to be felt. Mm. And, you know, for women, self-pleasure can be a safe place to start to really drop into that. For many women, we don't feel safe to fully be real and Mm. seen and vulnerable with a man we have you know where there's all these layers of masks as you said of like performing and um giving away our power giving away our orgasm and doing it you know for somebody else and not truly listening to the vulnerable part of us that needs to go slower and so to come into 
a self-pleasure practice or to do that with other women in a safe place too is very very healing to really start to like drop the masks and drop the kind of habitual just doing it to get off and have kind of a a a root chakra you know release of releasing the stress it's like yeah it's great pleasure and orgasm can be this great stress reliever but it's also this as i keep saying creative life energy that we can draw upon and so we don't get drained and tired after we orgasm we get actually filled up Mm. but yeah to really come into intimacy into me i see and slow everything down and go oh wow sex is actually a a safe space for our most vulnerable parts to be seen and felt and even heard Mm. yes and it's it's opposite of course of what we've been conditioned because Mm -hmm. it's like that's that's the power this is our space mm-hmm. to feel and release energy. Like I, I love sharing to, to people that, yeah, or, orgasms is just energy moving through the body. Mm-hmm. And even that is so like profound for people to hear in itself because we're, we're showing off sex, like orgasm is like the end goal of sex mm-hmm. and it's this pleasure explosion and it's got to feel like this big, big thing and there's ejaculation and everything like mm-hmm. that. But actually it's like, it, like it gives us this space, yeah, to release the the emotions, the sensations, all all of these things that are, are trapped in our body. And if we need to cry or scream or, or you know mm-hmm. any of these things that come up during sex, there's it's not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. To when be we can create that safe space, we can just be with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for it to really be a place that we learn to kind of utilize and and harness and channel and be present with all of those tender parts um and and that energy as as you said this energy moving through the body instead of us just kind of dispersing it actually use it to like fill ourselves up or send it to our organs that might need some love Mm. and harness that energy direct that energy consciously Mm. um, have more kind of control over it in a way as well but you know for a woman we're the ones you know even like in our anatomy we're literally taking in um, we're being penetrated we're receiving and the there's different areas of our yoni of our vagina that are connected and hold different energy and are connected and kind of hold different emotion um, and memories and all of that can be stored there. And it's so, it's so tender actually to be penetrated. It's so such a vulnerable act to allow yourself to be open, to be penetrated and receive and um for me the the cervix uh when when a a, like a cock or a a yoni crystal wand is 
touching my cervix, there's a whole lot of um, sometimes emotion that comes there. And there was one point in my life that it was physically painful to, to when it was touched. And, and so in this act of self-pleasure, or if you're with a partner, to really slow down and be present with either the physical pain or the numbness, because on the other side of numbness is, is something that we might not, we have been kind of blocking ourselves from feeling, or the emotional kind of pain um, and vulnerability that can come up. And to really have a, a container with yourself or with a partner that that's safe, that you can cry in sex and that that's not, that's not killing the vibe, that that's actually beautiful and welcome. And, you know, sex isn't supposed to have an end goal. It is like, oh, one, I'm coming t together. I'm coming with myself or with somebody else in a, intimate space where anything can come up here and we can be with it we can allow it because there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to get to just to be here yeah and I just had this memory so I had the blessing of seeing the one of the private Bali screenings of your film mm -hmm. I think it was around August or September last year yeah uh and what I really, I received from, from witnessing you was I was going, you know, I'd spent a, probably, you know, six months at that point going deeper and deeper and deeper into my self-pleasure practice. But what I really mm -hmm. noticed after seeing, seeing your film was I allowed my emotions to become pleasurable. Mm -hmm. I started, if I cried during my practice, I started to really feel that ripple through my body. And that was really the transmission that I received from you. And I was like, wow, this, and I think that's why I honor this film so much because I'm like this, you know, if this is what this has given me to go that layer deeper in my practice, like, ah, oh, it's just incredible. Yeah. I'm having so much joy and like a hot, hot orgasm right now hearing yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you for receiving and sharing that with me. Mm. yeah I think that is one of the most profound things in my own journey and practice that I've discovered and yeah I mean you just you articulated it so simple there but for for those of us who haven't had that experience like a direct experience in this in our own body it's like it's just a concept and we can't really grasp it mm. but it's absolutely profound to get to that space where I mean that's alchemy where um, you're you might have grief or some emotion that we society you know culture would deem as negative and negative emotion um, to actually then start to breathe it in and experience it and let it transform and alchemize into pleasure and yeah it's it's just profound it's it really is magical I think mm. 
and this really captures this whole idea because I know I try to have conversations around this sometimes and that point it, it's difficult for it to land like how can how how is pleasure healing is pleasure just bypassing the emotions because mm-hmm. uh, we have this conditioning around masturbation in that way that it's a way to escape mm-hmm. and so this that that really defines that significant difference between that yeah exactly that pleasure becomes a medicine it becomes a tool that you that helps to balance and harmonize um the pain i mean you can even look at it at more a biological scientific level and just go okay so we live in this stressed out cortisol producing society and world especially in the west we're just go 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 you know money like survival is always on our minds no matter how much money you have in out in your bank you're still worried about you know losing money um achievement 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 we're just always and on output and we are secreting cortisol the adrenaline stress hormone all the time and not to mention you know whatever other kind of deeper stresses are there maybe in your life um and then we have oxytocin, which is the love and the bonding hormone, which is the hormone that is released um, when we hug somebody, like a really good long hug, and you really like allow that connection to be there and feel love. It's released um, when a mother is giving birth and that helps to harmonize the cortisol and the stress that might be there in that time as well. It's released when a baby is suckling on the mother's breasts on her nipples. And there's a connection here with the squeezing of our nipples and our ovaries lighting up and our cervix kind of dilating and relaxing to be able to receive. And so there's, there's this way that, oxytocin pleasure is a medicine and can yeah balance out and harmonize and and definitely you know we we've we live in this culture that is so focused on you know as i said like the achievement and the survival and so we're really like in this root chakra kind of culture where uh it's it's like we go from root chakra to sacral chakra and back and back again, like a a basketball bouncing of stress, release, stress, release, stress, release. But we do it in these like quick fix ways, right? So we go to a strip club, we watch porn, we gamble, we go out drinking, you know, so it's like work, 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 and then release the stress in some quick, you know, way burn off the steam and then go back to root chakra survival (laughs) and so there's a way that yes pleasure can be um, used as a bypass or used in a quick fix way Um, and there's a way that it can be actually tapped into on a deeper level and harnessed and moved up through the chakras moved up through the bodies and back down again mm. to, to ground it. Yes. Uh, so it's absolutely probably is, it is the most powerful energy 
in the universe you know it is creative life giving energy and so we want to be conscious of it of how we use it we want to be responsible with this power that is inside of us mm. and you know i think that is a a contem- a, a worthy contemplation that of if we're feeling like our life is not on the path that we want it to be you know one contemplation of am i ready to be responsible for my power because i actually get something out of um having you know that programming of being disconnected from my power and feeling like i don't have control of anything or that i can't create what i want in my life well actually you do have that power right inside your own sex center mm. and so can you be responsible with that power and it's going to be a process to really learn how to harness it it's like the superhero movies that we watch that you know they're like they realize that they're the superhero or that they're like the one the hero that has to save things and they're at first maybe just like shooting out um <laughs> their magical powers um from their fingers but they don't have any real like skill around it and it's like causing havoc <laughs> and it's like and then they like slowly start to like be able to like harness it and hold it and contain it and direct it where they want yes. it to go. Yes, I love it. We're all learning to become sexual superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> save, the, really save the world with it because like this yeah. is bringing us back. It's bringing us back to divinity, connection to self, connection to others. Mm-hmm. You know that that creates such a ripple of change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I also just want to say on it is that we get, you know, we can be compassionate and we can be gentle with ourselves um, in that process. You know, Um, it applies to men and women, but I think even more so men in a way that uh, the habit of getting off and, you know, just having a quick orgasm, that's so deep it's so conditioned and it's such a habit it's an unconscious habit um and so be compassionate and be gentle you know with yourself in that process of rewiring this mind body connection this heart sex connection this human spirit connection um to to let it kind of put attention there and let it also have its own course of unfoldment if that is something that you know you're interested in shifting in your life yeah and i and i feel for anyone who is curious about that being able to have the visual example of your film mm-hmm. is so powerful because the mind it does want to it's it's like you know, it's the concept of anything. We want to see the evidence that that is real and what it looks like to believe that it is possible so that then we can make change. Yeah. 
And I feel that's why it's it's so impactful for both men and women to see this. And like you said, it's understanding what is possible in female sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that one of the women shared at that first screening where there were men also was she said as she was watching the film, she felt a little like, oh, I wish the men weren't here. This is so intimate and like around female sexuality and our process. I wish they weren't here. And then by the end of it, she was like, I'm so glad the men were here that they could witness this and they could just even see for a moment or possibly feel and tap into the experience of a woman's relationship to sexuality and to sex because that relationship for women in around sex sex and sexuality is actually like the pain and the pleasure are very closely linked and interwoven Mm. Mm. men definitely can also have pain around um, emotional pain mostly around you know their relationship to sexuality and feeling lonely or inadequate in some way. But for women, we, off, we, we can have a physical pain for those of us that maybe there's some trauma there um, or um, yeah, kind of after birth, whatever it is. And also this emotional, deep emotional pain so it's all interwoven for us. And I, I really do feel that it's a gift that we hold as women, that we can, we are these alchemizers of bringing pain and pleasure together or grief and love together or, you know, expansion and contraction, orgasm and, and also death, you know, the the womb is this place that every month where we're we're literally releasing it's like the birth death and rebirth process is happening within us Mm. so i'm really grateful for yeah for the men that have and will receive this this film in the way that it was intended and and for women too, I actually realized last year when I was feeling not ready to just completely put this film out in the world. And I felt like I wanted to go slow for my own nervous system. Um, I was actually really aware of, I felt more fear. Like I have an idea that it's possible that maybe some men who haven't harnessed their their sexual energy and there's some kind of leaky energy um, or demanding energy around their sexuality and getting their needs met from women outside of themselves. Um, I had this idea that, yeah, it's possible that those men might, I might receive a bunch of messages that, you know, I'm not really welcome um, by sharing this film, but I, I really realized that actually I had more fear Um, of the judgment of women that might not be able to receive this film. 
And that for me really taps into the, you know, we could say the sister sisterhood wound, but this wound in us as women where we see a woman outside of ourself and we might think that she's attractive or beautiful or confident or she has that man or she has that job or whatever it is that we we project and we think that that she's separate from us and that it brings up you know inside of us something that feels inadequate and instead if we actually start to see each other as women as as our mirrors and say oh wow she's reflecting this part of me that i'm i'm not really connected to or i don't think exists inside of me or i don't know that that's even possible for me like wow i i i can't even have an orgasm whatever kind of the story and the belief is there for you i sincerely hope that this film can be one place that it can be a mirror for you to remember that this is possible for you also mm. and that this power and beauty and pleasure and yeah creative potential and healing is mm. is for you and within you and it's safe for you to allow yourself to just even explore the possibility that that's true. Yeah. And also honor that, yeah, it is possible for everyone and it's a process. Too. Mm -hmm. I often have women that are surprised that, you know, I used to feel anxiety and resistance around lightly touching myself and things like that. And when I share that, they're like, Oh good. Like, I feel like I can actually go on this journey now. So we're all, we're all in this process of actually remembering what is possible for us as women yes. and for our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Be gentle with that process. Mm, absolutely. Ah, well, yeah. before we wrap up, is there anything else you feel you would love to share with the listeners uh, who will, mm. I'm sure be very curious to, to watch this film after they after they receive this yeah um well i did i did make a kind of a film screening guidebook for people to kind of look at read um it's minimal text but just to kind of go through before you play the film um so that that's on the site and that would be sent to your email um if you if you want access to it, to see the film. And I think that that would be, especially if you're feeling unsure or a little nervous to watch a film like this, receive or be with what might come up for you. Um, yeah, I would invite you to, to just go through the, the guidebook. And then once you watch the film, you can come back to that guidebook. Um, and there's, kind of questions and prompts that you can journal about or you could discuss with a friend. Um, yeah, to just really be present to what comes up inside of you 
when you watch the film and breathe that's the number one kind of tool always in is available to you to breathe deeper as much as you can into your belly first and then up into your heart as a way to really make space for for what's there because when we breathe we we make space to actually feel and allow those things to come up and if you notice tension in your body breathe into that tension if you notice emotional pain breathe into that emotional pain if you notice judgments in your head or shame breathe into that and give it permission to be there and be curious maybe there's there's some gift here maybe there's something i'm for me if i can actually make space for it and receive perfect beautiful mm. and yeah very like yeah powerful guidelines for people to follow as well to really create that space for themselves to receive this incredible medicine that is about to yeah be launched out into what to the world so thank you thank so you. much Lillian I honor you so much for this work and thank you sister and yeah I can just see this pioneering so much more which I'm so excited about so thank mm -hmm. you for, for joining us and uh yeah, yeah we will include all of the links for people to find you and the film uh in the notes for this show as well great thank you yeah and to anybody you know if you do watch it and you have stuff come up or questions then feel free to reach out to me as well send me an email perfect thank you love